This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Information you want, truth you demand. This is the Brian Kilmeade Show. They simply don't have the access or the opportunity. We're excited at United to be announcing the United Aviate Academy to address the structural issues with the makeup of our pilots. And there is uh, United Airlines deciding we want to get we don't want to get the best person. We want to get the best minority and we want to make sure it's a woman. So they're going to be hiring thousands of minorities and females over the next years. And that uh, was something that struck me. We talked about it when I filled in for Laura last night. But it was uh, while I was preparing, it was uh, one of the leads of Tucker Carlson's monologues. Tucker Carlson is the same guy. At first, I thought it was a different guy. He hosts Tucker Carlson tonight, and he hosts Tucker Carlson today on Fox Nation. It's a brand-new series that just launched three days a week. It also has an exclusive with Pierce Morgan already out there. And then Tucker Carlson tonight, he wears a tie and he wears a jacket. We don't know about the pants. Tucker Carlson, welcome back. Brian, kill me, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for having me. No problem. First off, on the United, what made you pick that as your lead? I thought it was outrageous when I read it. I did not you were gonna. I did not know you were gonna lead with it. What made you lead with it? Because it's dangerous. Yep. I mean, it doesn't matter what sex or color your pilots are, and if you think it does matter, then you're dangerous. You're a threat to people's lives. You will kill people. The only thing that matters is whether the pilot lands the plane safely. Anything else is irrelevant, period. It's just that simple. And that's why we don't have a lot of plane crashes in this country because it's been a meritocracy, despite the lies of the New York Times and many others, for a long time. So we elevate people based on their ability. Can you do the job or not? And it doesn't really matter in the end if you hire by race in your like sociology department at your stupid little college. Right. But if you start using irrelevant criteria to hire airline pilots or heart surgeons or building engineers, people die. The society collapses. And so you can't allow that. And I know that this, you know, the mindless little CEO of United thinks that he's getting points from his HR department or his board will applaud all the mediocrities on his board. But the truth is, these are lives of Americans. You have to demand a meritocracy in the professions that really matter, period. You just you can't waver on that. And that's true for the military, too. I mean, the military told us You know, we're going to bring women into the ranks and we're not going to lower standards. Well, that was a lie. They lowered standards dramatically. In fact, they got rid of standards in some cases. That's true in fire departments across the country. It used to be you couldn't be a fireman unless you could carry, you know, an unconscious person on your shoulders. Well, that seems like a pretty basic qualification for the job if you're a fireman, right? Right. You find unconscious people in buildings, you drag them out. But since they decided to, you know— the, the sex of firemen was more important than the ability of firemen. They got rid of that standard. So what do you have? You have a public that's paying for firemen who can't rescue them from burning buildings. Like, that's insane. And I don't know why we're putting up with this, but we shouldn't because it's the end of everything. It's the end of the reason you want to live in this country. You want to live here because it functions. And it will cease to function if you hire people based on irrelevant criteria. And the rest of us, again, have a right to demand better than that. It's not about you know, oh, only white men can be pilots. Nobody thinks that. I certainly don't. If, if 100% of pilots were black women, I, I wouldn't care. I just want the best pilots. 
It's that simple. And we're allowing this brain disease, this race obsession, which really is a kind of brain virus that's like wrecking our leadership, to distort the truth of it, which is colorblind meritocracy is the only way you can run a diverse country. You only have one option. And when you deviate from that, things collapse. Tucker Carlson with us. So, Tucker, you did that and you pointed out, too, private jets. Uh, there's no there's there is a meritocracy when it comes to private jets where most of the of CEOs course. do all their you travel. Think, you think John Kerry's going to get on some airplane with his kids where the pilot's been, you know, rushed through an affirmative action program by quota? Are you joking? He's not stupid. <laughs> he just wants the best pilot. Uh, so, Tucker, I I think I have the perfect clip to to uh, encapsulate what we've been going through over the last month. And it is. Where first off, what's happened over the last few weeks is we found out that corporate America doesn't like Republicans. We know Hollywood never liked Republicans. Now we're finding out that uh, just about every academia has been teaching people not to like Republicans. So Congressman Dan Cranshaw said this last night. Cut nine. For far too long already, Americans are forced to, you know, watch a different late night comedy show. Every time they watch a movie, they have to deal with the fact that the actor they might be watching doesn't like them thinks that their ideas are stupid. And now we have to look at products or our banks or our, or our airlines and think to ourselves, well, yeah, I want to buy this product or, or purchase this ticket, but these people hate me or they don't think my ideas are good or, or, or they lie about my ideas. They lie about what we want to do for election integrity. This is damaging our culture. It's damaging our social fabric. They're doing far more damage than they realize. I mean, don't, isn't he describing our audience? Well, of course he is. And he's also describing and indicting the party he represents, the one that I voted for my whole life, the Republican Party, which has basically done the bidding of these companies that hate them and that hate the country and its values for a long time and let this happen, let these monopolies form that are now more powerful than the federal government. I mean, Google has more power, obviously, than the federal government does. That's not good. That's not democracy. That's a betrayal of democracy. How did that happen? I mean, without pointing fingers or anything, Republicans who who want to preserve capitalism, and I'm one of them, ought to consider what this does to capitalism. This completely discredits it. If you ask young people, are you for capitalism, the majority say no. And you've got to ask yourself why. Because the system that we live under isn't market capitalism. It's monopoly capitalism or a small group of non-American foreign-held countries, companies, these publicly held companies, which are like owned you know, by the sovereign wealth fund of Malaysia, you know, or Saudi Arabia or China are making decisions about the laws we live under. Like, that's insane. And it discredits capitalism. It's just, if you want to create more socialists, then let Google run everything. I'm serious, because in the eyes of your average person, it's pretty clear this isn't working. And I wish Republicans understood that if you want to save capitalism, right. and I think that we should want that. You have to make it work within a democracy, and the first thing you have to do is break up monopoly power. I mean, duh. By the, by the way, they controlled everything a few years ago, and they didn't do that, and they made excuses for Google, and they took money from Google. And it's like you know, I, I, I don't want to be mean to anybody, and I'm not saying they need to apologize, but they, they need to like make it really clear. Your enemy is not simply the Biden administration and Susan Rice. It's the companies that are doing Susan Rice's bidding. And doing Barack Obama's bidding. You know, how did Barack Obama get to be one of the richest people in America? He's never had a job. He doesn't have any skills because Netflix paid him off. That's why. So, like, why doesn't anybody say that? You know, it's big companies that are making this 
tyranny possible. That's just true. I hear you. Although that Joe Biden was a tremendous candidate, he really captured the imagination of America. He was such a great campaigner. <laughs> he was, I mean, I said to him, so, so many people are raising their kids on the wanting to grow up to be just like Joe Biden. Uh, if he even knew. So, Tucker, just about you for a second. You got Tucker Carlson tonight. You have Tucker Carlson today. I looked at your resume. You have a morning show background. Why not Tucker Carlson this morning on Fox Nation? Why just today? I mean, come on. Why not three hits of Tucker Carlson a day? It's too hard. It's too hard. You should host a morning show sometime, Brian. You'll Uh, find out. (laughs) It is not easy. You're getting up at 3 in the morning, and you have to organize your thoughts on no sleep. By the way, when you have a job like that, the first thing that happens is you get fat. I talked to Piers Morgan last week or this week, and the first thing he said was, "Host, I'm kind of glad I got fired from that show because I got fat. Because you can't not – I don't know how you've done it for 30 years and stayed at the same weight, but it totally messes with your metabolism. It's great. How have you done that? Uh, I've done it. I started filling in in 96. It was full-time in 97. So it's been a while. Well, yeah, it's ins- you, you're like one of the longest-running morning show hosts ever, and you're the same weight. Sincere question, how did you do that? Well, put it this way. I do have, I have talked to doctors who say you need sleep in order to lose weight. Uh, yes. So that does matter. And I do feel as though I got to lose five to seven pounds, but I do work out five days a week. I know Tucker Carlson used to do this thing because he used to come from Washington. You used to go to the hotel and run down the stairs, correct? Oh, yeah. I would always run, you know, at like 3.30 or I'd run <laughs> up to, you know, Church, Church of the Heavenly Rest on 96th Street. I would just need to get some exercise because I couldn't wake up otherwise. And right. I was quitting smoking at the time and so like the whole thing was just like a metabolic disaster for me but man i would they always had free kit kats in the hotel room and i would just hit those so hard because you do when you're tired you eat garbage it's it's crazy actually so so tucker i love the long form interview and i'm getting this i think i know you well enough i think you love it too i know it's more work and double the work for you and your staff but just to be able to relax on fox nation and say pierce morgan tell me what happened Rather than toss to a break in four and a half minutes and they go to this side, how much do you are you enjoying this? So funny you said that. It, it, uh, I'm enjoying it a lot, and it's interesting. I mean, I I spent four years in college. I didn't learn anything. I just drank, and and then I went into the workforce, and I basically have this hole where a college education should be. And this has been, I've only done nine of these so far, but I mean, every single one of them has been an education. I mean, it's just, it's been amazing, actually, how much I've learned. I'd also don't, my whole life, I went out to lunch every day with, you know, different people to learn stuff. And now I don't because the world is shut down. And this kind of fills that hole too. I mean, it is, I don't do anything other than listen carefully which is itself a blessing. I mean, if you're in TV long enough, you lose the capacity to listen. You're just always on transmit. You're getting paid to give your opinions. You kind of can't stop giving your opinions. And this is an hour where I just shut up and listen to someone else carefully. And it's just a, it's a beautiful experience. I mean it. I love it. But a couple of things. You, get, you have to have humility. You have to it's, – it's a lot of people who you meet in television think they know everything. And that's when I'm kind of like I don't really know how to deal with them because I know I don't. And that's the same thing that comes across. Your opinions are well thought out. You always have me saying, why didn't I think of that? But you also are open to knowing, to learning something. And that's why I'm not in on the negotiations why you did Fox Nation. 
uh, and I'm sure it's worth it for you. But this is why I think that you like it. It's like, wow, you can get somebody in studio or somebody. Uh, I'm, so you're somewhat flexible with your time outside 8 o'clock Eastern. And you can get them in here three days a week. you got a great staff, and you can do it. You're fine with that, right? And now that's the point well, that's where, where one's felt. feeding the other. Well, exactly. Exactly. And I'm, you know, I'm not getting rich doing it, but I thought it was really interesting. I also thought, you know, at a moment like this, when everyone's being silenced and the Murdochs are giving me a chance to talk more, I feel like I should take that chance. I mean, I should. While I can't, you know, life is short. Like, you should... You should work while you can. You don't know how long you're going to be able to. So that, But, yes, that's exactly right. And it is funny. People on TV do think they know everything, and a lot of them are, like, way dumber than average, which is so interesting. Like, the self-esteem levels are disproportionate in our business. <laughs> a lot of people who really should just be quiet aren't and think they have a lot to say. It's just so, it's so bewildering. You know what I mean? Like, self-esteem does not track with ability in the way that it should. Like, the smartest people should talk the most. The dumbest people should talk the least, but that's inverted. Anyway, so no, I mean, I definitely don't think I know everything. I'm like completely ignorant about most things, and that's why it's so cool. And we have this amazing staff led by Kelly McNally, who you know well, yep. our head booker, who are just really smart. And they book on the basis of, wow, I'd really like to hear from that person. And that's a cool way. To, they're not like, oh, we need the most famous person. You know what I mean? Like we're not beating down Kim Kardashian's door or whatever. It's like, oh, wow, this is like some weird random guy you've never heard of, but he's really knowledgeable on this. And I just think that's a cool way to do it. Right. I remember uh, growing up when you watch certain people, like Larry King was a great listener, but he never prepared, and he took glory in that. I'm not putting him down. And uh, I never knew him, but I just watched him. And then there'd be a Roy Ooh. Firestone who would be on ESPN, and whoever showed up, uh, was willing to bear their soul. I think at certain points, and Howard Stern did this too, people show up and are ready to talk. I found they're ready to do that with you now on this Fox Nation show. When they show up, they're ready to talk as if they know they're being charged for it and they want to get the most out of it. Do you get that too? I think Megan Kelly has that, where people show up and they go, okay, I'm going to give you some stuff today. I'm not going to look to parry these questions. Well, I hope so. I mean, I'm not actually very judgy about people. I mean, I think people are really flawed. I know that I am really flawed. I've been faced with evidence of that, you know, every day for 51 years. So I'm not quick to judge people, actually. I'm quick to judge their ideas, but not the people. So I hope that helps. And the other thing is I'm sincerely interested. Like, that's the whole point of having people on. I don't need another hour to talk, you know, to give my opinion. Right. Did you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't do a lot of podcasts, but I was on one recently, and, and I really felt like, I mean, I didn't say anything, which was fine, actually. The host was kind of a genius, and he was great, but I just approached it completely differently. Like, we're here, I talked to this guy, Wilfred Riley, yesterday, who's a professor at- We had him on, he's great. God, that guy's smart. Yeah. And he's so smart, and interesting, and a free thinker, and I just wanted to hear him talk. Like, I know what I think. I wanted to hear from him, and I'm really glad that I did. Especially at a time when race is everything. You have a, an African-American who grew up in humble beginnings in academia and has a, a real take on what's happening on the ground and the perceptions that people have been fed. Uh, Tucker, who can we expect next on Tucker Carlson today? Oh, uh, I can't tell you. Um... Because I don't know <laughs> no. you well enough? You don't know. No, <laughs> because... We're working on a booking right now. All right. Um, 
But I think it should be – can I say one thing that Wilford Riley said to me really quick? That I said to him yeah. – I thought this was so interesting. I said, you know, you're a college professor. I never talk to college professors because they're boring and they're closed-minded and they don't have anything interesting to say, but you do. You're not afraid to say what you think. He goes, I work at a historically black college. Like we don't have wokeness at my school because everyone's black. You can say whatever you want. Like they don't – they're not hung up on dumb stuff like pronouns. You just like say what you want, and, and that's totally fine. And I'm like, Really? And he invited me to lecture his class, which I'm going to do, just because I want to see a college class where people can give their Ab- opinion. I mean, Ab- absolutely. And this, to me, an honest talk about race is, is great, uh, but rhetoric yeah. isn't. Tucker, we're going to watch you tonight whether you want us to or not at 8, and then we're going to go to get the Fox Nation app and watch Tucker Carlson tonight, the past episodes, and the next one's a mystery, which is perfect for my audience and my ratings. Tucker, thanks again, man. <laughs> thanks, Brian. Go get him. Uh, you can follow him at Tucker Carlson. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.